I've learned when Zaddy's triggered, he starts with, can I just say? <laughs> <laughs> hey, this is a nuanced conversation, guys. <laughs> Three, two. You're listening to Real Talk with the Boys. In your face, all over the place. Boyer Online, 24 7, 24 7. This is Tebow, the real bad wolf of Northern Joining me from the shag pad in Reno, Nevada. Yes. We got Gordo. Classes in session. Open your books to page sixty-eight. We have Professor K. And for the next hour, we want to make you laugh, learn something new, and say, what if this is Real Talk with the Boys? Mm. I just want to say, RIP to the homies, Daft Punk. Pour one out for the homies. Uh, Super sad. Super sad. But just to be clear, they are still alive. No, yeah, they're still alive. This is the big I don't know. I saw the video. One of them blew up. I can't tell. True. Yeah, <laughs> it's very confusing. <laughs> it kind of hurt a little bit. But yeah. So, what'd you think? I thought I thought uh, you liked that intro. Oof. Uh, get you. Yeah, it was good. Shag pad. I thought that. Was <laughs> I thought that was a fitting. How'd you know? How'd you know? <laughs> You know, I just I get like I said, I keep the tabs. You know, I know where, I know where he's heading. How y'all doing? Good, good. How are you? Awesome. Killing it this late night session with the boys. I love it. After dark. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh. fun times. Um, I don't think we have any circle back topics, right? No one has any. Only circle back. Jen Saki doing a phenomenal job. That's yeah, only that's takeaway. De- debatable. Yeah. <laughs> when it's objective truth, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> All righty. Well, then, let's. Do you want to just jump into my awesome segment on rambling Joe Biden? <laughs> Oh man, look at the reaction from Zaddy. <laughs> <laughs> Uncle not, Joe, what'd you do not this? My boy. <laughs> not my boy. <laughs> not yet. Not yet. <laughs> I just wanted to, you know, do like maybe a trip in the time machine, go back to like 2009 and see what the opinion was of Joe, and then go to like today. So let's uh, hop in the time machine and listen to a, a good old friend of ours. We still have comedy, though. We still have great comedy out there. There's always rambling Joe Biden. What the fuck? <laughs> Joe says shit that even people with Tourette's go, no. <laughs> no. What is going on? Joe is like your uncle who's got a new drug and hasn't got the dosage right. <laughs> I'm proud to work with Barack America. He's not a superhero, you idiot. Come here. When FDR was on television, there was no TV back then. Come here, Joe. <laughs> Sit down. So, you know, I just listened to that and I was like, wow, that sounds like so similar today. 
that's so crazy. So he's consistent. He's consistent. Yeah, I will give him that. He is consistent. A bunch yeah. of malarkey, T Bone. A bunch of, you know, I'm just, I, you know, it's you're right. That's not come maybe on, not, man. Maybe not as reputable of a source. He is a comedian. Let's listen to like some Australian news. R.I.P. Break Rod it down. Williams. Yeah, no, actually, yeah, go right there. Uh, but let's listen to uh, let's some Australia opinion about our current president's uh, administration and you know how we're doing. It's clear to me at the least that US President Joe Biden is struggling with dementia and is clearly not up to the task he's been sworn in to do. This was apparent to many during the election campaign, but such was the hatred for Donald Trump by the partisan and poisonous mainstream media. They chose not to highlight anything that actually may have derailed a Biden victory. Even now, after he's been sworn in, many of them are still refusing to speak the truth about Biden's lack of capacity. It was quite telling that uh, while President Biden was playing Mario Kart and napping all of last weekend, apparently he had no official duties, his ambitious deputy Kamala Harris was telephoning foreign leaders. That's a novelty for a vice president. And this week... He emerged to participate in a sanitised town hall being interviewed by the Bidenista, Anderson Cooper of CNN. Biden promptly gave away his teleprompter and the result was nothing short of a disaster. So, yeah. So, so who was we sure that wasn't Eric Trump? At all. <laughs> was that Eric Trump? Okay, with Australian accent? Too many people, too many people. <laughs> One at a time. Take a ticket, please. <laughs> <laughs> Gordo, you first, because I'd, I'd, I'd like to go with you. friendly fire first. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, no, I'll I'll uh, yield my time to Prof K as he's <laughs> triggered. <laughs> I mean, I'm just curious who this person is because I don't think they have any agenda. I mean, literally, the website is called No Agenda Assets, so I'm just curious. No, that's where I pulled the clip from. The full oh. clip was from Sky News. Uh, oh, okay. Wait, what did you say? Sky News. Oh, Sky News. Oh, Sky News Australia. What? Sky News. If, sorry. If Prof. K needs scholarship, scholarship, researched empirical authors to support this. If there's no data, it doesn't make sense to Prof. K. We need a white paper, baby. We need a white paper. <laughs> Obviously, Sky News fits the bill, right? Hey, I'm just, you know, it's. <laughs> if it doesn't oh, come from Yahoo Finance, saying... it's not true. <laughs> I'm not trying to say I'm not trying to say anything bad about our boy uh, Rupert Murdoch, but he owns Sky News, so like, fuck him. <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying, no one is seems to want to take the, you know. Not even want to put the boxing gloves on for Mr. Biden, and I've yeah, been, you know, no I, he's our president, and whatever. I listen to him, and I listen to the speeches, and again, the town hall they referred to, and I just everything that Robin Williams says, and that like this guy says, like how do you like? I don't know. Am I crazy? Am I the only one thinking this shit? Where he's just like rambling, Joe Biden, like what the fuck? I don't know. So if I said I, yes at that me. point, would how would you feel about that? Uh, it'd make me feel so good. <laughs> sure, he rambles. No, yes, no, no, no. no. He has dementia and like is not fit to do the job. But I also don't want to. I'm, 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 I was hesitant to bring this up because I don't want to really push this idea too much because I'm also I'm afraid of shouting. Who becomes the next president? So I'm also, you know, this is like mean, kind of a touchy subject. It's always interesting to to see in that perspective because when we look at like let's say the national trends for for COVID and we see rate positivity rates going down, mortality rates going down, and you know 
in, in general positive indicators and you go like oh this person isn't fit for office but there's a lot of great changes happening you know you make you kind of question kind of where that's coming from right yeah totally i mean Can I just the, say- so the democrats also just to throw in another point here they were trying to get him to give up his sole control of the nuclear football who, learned, who are the I've, Democrats? I've learned when Zaddy's triggered, he starts with, can I just say? <laughs> <laughs> hey, this is a nuanced conversation. Guys. <laughs> <laughs> oh, all I was going to say is, like, I've thought about this a lot, like, over the last couple weeks. I, like, I just don't even think about Joe Biden. Like, I don't I don't think about him. Yeah. I don't think about Kamala Harris. Like, I'm just like, my brain has so much empty space that I don't know what to do with it because it's been filled with Donnie. <laughs> I mean, it's kind of nice not having the president at, like, the forefront of every single, like, news article. Yeah. It's, it, and that, that's, that's how it should be. It shouldn't be, like, the sole purpose or the sole focus of, like, the national attention. It should be kind of spread throughout. Like, that's, that's how we're structured. All right, I we'll take that as fact. I'm just saying. Yeah. Here we go. <laughs> Period. Next you topic. Know, I, someone needs to question him, and someone needs to bring up some of this stuff. So I'm just going to occasionally bring up rambling Joe Biden and just keep us aware, because you shouldn't ignore what him and his administration is doing and what some of these people that they're picking for these seats and positions. And Oh, I want to be very clear. Like I have that, not so. ignored the, the, the executive branch. I just don't have to think about it every five minutes or open the New York Times and be like, uh, Joe Biden has tweeted that he's going to nuke uh, North Korea. Like, I just, I don't have to do that. <laughs> Joe Biden says, bring it on. <laughs> I mean, okay, so thank you. I'm so glad you brought that up because he did bomb Syria and yeah. we talked about him moving troops into Syria the day after he was inaugurated. I don't know. We did. I did. Fuck you guys. I love you, but I called it. I was telling you, I was like, War Series coming. It was like, oh, yeah, okay. Boom. What happened? Bombs. So Zaddy, Zaddy and Profka, you guys are you guys are satisfied with his production in the first what, thirty days now? Thirty-eight, right? Like or I'm con- or, or too soon to tell. I'm content. Okay. I think that's a, a good way to put it. I think the current trends are going well. But outside you know, I, of COVID, I, what trends are we talking about, Prof K? Yeah. I mean, I think just seeing like the the big push for a stimulus package going through. Granted, it doesn't really have bipartisan support, but the fact that it's still going through and kind of helping out kind of the average American, I think that's a good sign. But this is still really early on. And I try to be as unbiased as possible, even though sometimes I can seem a little biased. But I think that bias is based on fact. I feel like that in in turn is unbiased, but that's just my opinion. Maybe a little biased. No, that's fact. That's fact. <laughs> so I, I think in the next 60-ish days, like, we'll have a better idea what's going on. But um, it's a good feeling. I don't know. I, it feels nice to go to sleep. <laughs> it does. Can I just say, like, I do... Fuck. <laughs> fuck you, Gordo. Fuck you. 
I, I, God damn it. I just want to say it now. Uh, (laughs) I do appreciate the fact that like over the last couple, like I know we've gotten several different, you know, when new, when the, when we can go back to somewhat normal, I know the dates have changed. I just appreciate the fact that we haven't like it it first was like maybe April or May. And then they started saying June and then Joe Biden was like, you know what? Fuck this. We're going to just say December. Like let's give ourselves some wiggle room. The last administration was like October. We'll be fine. Just stop worrying about it. It was Easter, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, exactly. It was Easter 2020. I just, I appreciate that they were like, you know what? We're going to be here for a little while. Yeah. What do you think, uh, T-Bone? I'm just saying he promised $2,000 checks. He promised student loan forgiveness. He promised minimum wage, closing and detention facilities. Those, right? And the last time the they closing spoke, of detention facilities. No, I'm talking about the student. Oh, OK, sorry. The, the stimulus package, you know, even though he from when I last heard, he wasn't supportive of like a fifty thousand dollar student loan forgiveness. He was aiming for more for ten thousand. That's going to really target like the more normal person or the normal student. But what about us that paid ours off? I mean, the average, average, average is 50K. No, I, I know, but 20 like 20 something thousand. No, I read 50K like last weekend. So I'm going to reverse the question. Are you currently in a place where you were able to afford to pay it off or did you struggle to pay it off? Irrelevant. I paid it off. No, I'm just asking you a general question. I mean, I was able to pay it off. You were able to pay it off. And this is not really targeting you. It's targeting the person. So why should I be penalized for doing my job? How are you being penalized, though? Because other they're not people, taking money away from you. They're taking our tax dollars to forgive their... Because it's the debt is owed to us. No, it's our children. Well, in that case... Yeah. <laughs> oh, whatever. Okay, never mind. Oh, yeah. Valid point. Sophia, <laughs> it is your problem. <laughs> Bring daddy a beer. <laughs> And a 20. Who's counting? <laughs> I'm dead. Oh, man. So if, 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 just... if, uh, if Biden, let's say, because I know the, the House and I don't know about the Senate. I know the House wants 50. Biden said 10. So if Biden passes a $25,000 student loan forgiveness bill and you don't get anything, T-Bone, you'd be feeling a certain way. Oh, 100%. I dedicate time and yeah, I dedicate right. my time to yeah, the other letter. the other party. No, I would do whatever I needed to just even if I was a foot soldier handing out papers to doorknobs, I'd be like, "Fuck this guy!" Like, as long as you're wearing a mask, I'm fine with that. No, no mask because it's gonna be I'm gonna be fully committed to the other team. And because... as he hands out the flyers, he's gonna lick his thumb. Just yeah, yeah. here you go. Here here you sorry, go. they stick together. <laughs> No, I don't know. I mean, again, like, I just think, yeah, no, if there's nothing like any kind of like if we get a tax credit for it or something or like, a, I don't know, something for people who did have student loans that paid them off, some kind of thing like that, then that would be kind of beneficial. But I haven't heard any kind of talks about that. Again, it's kind of like what I brought up last week. I just don't hear anyone talking about like the landlords. Right. So, so we'll see what happens. But what's your what's your thought on like baby bonds? So like Mitt Romney's proposing, like they establish baby bonds for when baby, like when children, American children are born, they get a specific amount of money just allocated, right? It's intended to reduce childhood poverty, um, 
provide some stability across um, more low-income Americans? What are your thoughts on that? I don't know anything about that. So just I would that need, general I just, knowledge. Just so general the idea knowledge. is that like you would just kind of print a bill saying that this money is worth this much money in the future for this child. Yeah, they would just have a bond issued to the parents once they have a child. Again, like, that's what high level. Like, is it part of their taxes? Like, how does do you see what I'm saying? Like, or I guess okay, no, keep it high level. Issue, you don't want to get into it. Yeah, it's bond issuance. Like, once Ziad has a child, he gets three. The child has three thousand dollars because he's born. What are your thoughts? Yeah, I was going to say, yeah, I mean, so you're not opposed to giving $3,000 to Ziad's kid, even though you don't have a kid. Well, no, I would then go have a kid, but you don't have a kid now. So aren't you paying money that you're, uh, not it's, you're paying money that you don't have to contribute to, right? Like it's the same thing. Like there's always going to be a give and take, right? Like there's always like, do we stop funding the police? Because like, well, I didn't have to call the cops tonight. So uh, we don't need them. <laughs> like, well, I, well, I my house is like have a whole a different Let's conversation. That's they did defund the police and now they're refunding the police. Oh my God, I'm going to strangle you. <laughs> <laughs> can, Maybe can we I should just say. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, boys. I got my sleep today. So I'm like, <laughs> I'm ready for it. <laughs> Gosh. But, no, I get what you're saying. Like, Again, that's just my personal opinion on it is that like, you know, I heard this one dad It's like a long a video from a long ago, but it was like one of the campaign stops pre COVID that he asked Biden. I did Warren, my part. It? I paid was it off. Warren? Was it Warren? I thought it was some dude at like Senator Warren, like came up to her afterwards and said something about like, you know, if, if we paid for like he paid his daughter's college right. tuition yeah, or something. No, you're right. It was Warren. I'm thinking of the guy that Joe called fat, which was also funny. But um, no. Yeah. See, like, but she didn't have an answer, and I don't know what the answer would be to that. It's kind of like, like you would say, like, what would she, I want? She said like, exactly what Zaddy said to you. Good for you. Good job. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, I was like, okay. Thanks. Hey, let's be very clear. Prof K said that. I said to go fuck off. Oh. <laughs> I just, I, I, I don't know. We kind of got off topic on like just one specific policy of his that he said he would do that didn't he didn't do, but or isn't doing, or maybe not. I don't know. Who knows I, how it's all going to play maybe out? Maybe we but. can sock you back next episode, and <laughs> Tebow can come with a list of everything he hasn't done. Well, how about we sock you back in a hundred days? Okay. Ooh, let's, I like let's that. Hit, let's do the hundred day mark because I feel That's like good. you know again we're not like you said it's a hundred days from. Oh, Google it. <laughs> <laughs> Like 100 days from today or 100 days of him being on January 20th. Okay. It's, yeah, it's his first 100 days. That's kind of what they say for there. Because we're going to have what the, when's the State of the Union? Soon, right? What? I have no idea. I have no idea. No, I thought Zaddy just said something. Oh. I think he's Googling 100 days from January 20th. (laughs) Oh, okay. Well, anyways, like I said, well, there's going to be a bunch of stuff that happens between now and then. Let's see what happens at the 100th day, and then I'll review all this kind of stuff, and we can kind of do like a look back. Because, again, my whole point was really just to kind of put the spotlight on Mr. Joe (laughs) and just kind of talk about it. So we'll sock you back 100 days from January 20th with a list of things he's done and a list of things he hasn't done as it relates to his... And I'll open it up to Zaddy for him to work with me on that, so it's not totally biased. And we will. Oh, so I'm glad you named that, that segment. Biased, hey, I try to be very unbiased when I try to do this stuff by presenting the other view that you guys say your view is fact, but I at least try to present the other view that you know is partially also fact too. That some people say would fact. So partially fact. Okay. I don't know. 
The segment will be I'm called. Try not to I trigger you guys. Yeah. Can I just say? Fuck <laughs> 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 you guys. <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> so it's hundred days. Did I'm you figure trying. it out? We stalled it as long as possible. Yeah. Did you did you find the hundred day mark, Zaddy? Uh oh. Yes, Zaddy, please. <laughs> Zaddy, you. You're freezing, Zaddy. <laughs> Zaddy's internet's going down. You sound like Biden's teleprompter. I said, fuck it. I started to go. Just go. <laughs> I'm just rambling, baby. I'm just rambling. There he is. There he is. Hey, he's there rambling he is. like Mr. Joe Biden. <laughs> what the fuck? Uh, T-Bone America. <laughs> no, there, I, it's, there. no my, the yep. new segment is Can I Just Say. We took it. So, well, you, you were, you were, uh, you were glitching on us there, Zaddy. You were in the tenant. What, what is, <laughs> what is a hundred days from January 20th? Oh, I, my, my, my computer was glitching, so I never figured it out. <laughs> I'll, let me get, yeah. He said, he said Biden too many times and it came in strong. <laughs> T-Bone, let's do this on your end. My, my Saturday 30th, or fuck, <laughs> April 30th. <laughs> Saturday thirtieth, April thirtieth. Right, so let's, let's let's plan for April thirty first. Will be our, um, will be our our. Can I just say segment? Yeah, April thirtieth. Okay, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I like rambling Joe Biden, but uh, can I yeah, just say a- works too? All right. Well, I think it's. Prof K's time now. That you we know, got Prof K. Maybe so, something a little you know, more grounded. We have a, quite a few listeners. I mean, we get constantly bombarded with all these messages and yep. you know, sponsorship yep. opportunities. We have to turn them out yeah. way too often. Yep. yep. It's hard for me to do. But anyway, meetings so, after meetings after meetings. Yeah. Right. None of our likes on Instagram are by us. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, some guy named Ziad likes the picture, not Zaddy. <laughs> and, and I feel like our group is pretty relatively diverse. We have pretty differing opinions. For politics, it's kind of two-sided. But in general, we have a lot of different interests, and we have, do a lot of things outside, a lot of different things outside of this podcast. And so I thought it would be a good opportunity to kind of share kind of what we're currently reading whether that be in the form of books, ebooks, audiobooks, potentially podcasts. I feel like that's a longer list, but just so we can get some ideas pushed out to our audience, as well as if our audience wants to kind of bring back some um, some suggestions for us to kind of read into, um, especially during COVID, where um, in a time like where we're just kind of stuck at home all day, I feel like a book is a great escape, whether it's fiction or nonfiction. So yeah, I just thought it'd be a good opportunity to just share uh, with each other kind of what we're reading. Nice. I like that. So I don't know who wants to start, but uh, if someone wants to take it away, I'll start. start. So I uh, I read your segment, Prof K, and just kind of in preparation brought a book that I uh, was actually going to start hopefully this week. But it is by Ron Powers, and the title is called No One Cares About Crazy People. And so in reading just kind of the short um, just kind of breakdown of the book. Ron Powers has, I believe it's two sons who suffer from um, schizophrenia. And prior to his uh, sons being diagnosed with schizophrenia, he really didn't 
put much effort or research, I guess, more research, I should say, rather, into the effects of mental health in America and um, just the challenges that that population faces. So um, it just talks about, it gives a lot of data, Prof K. It gives a lot of uh, just information and insight onto where as a country we are at from a mental health standpoint and services. So I'm excited to read it. It's, uh, it's not too long and trying to see when it was written. I think it was written in the early 2000s or 2010s rather. So that is what Gordo is going to start reading here pretty soon. What, what, what really attracted you to that book? Um, <clears throat> the title really, no one cares about crazy people. That's pretty specific as far as what he's talking about. And then, so just kind of, I didn't honestly, I didn't know if it was about, uh, like a, a fiction or nonfiction. So as I read what it was about, mm-hmm. uh, that's what kind of caught my attention more. So I don't know very much about the specifics of the population with mental health. I know it's a dire need and something we always try and improve, which is, it's just a difficult task. So just interested to see what he has to say. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, I, I think it's, uh, I also think that, uh, sorry, Prof K, I think it's, uh, like to, to put it yourself in his shoes, like to have a child that has special needs severe or not. It's just like, that is just, God bless those parents who have special needs kids. God bless those teachers who work with special needs population, because that is just, that's just very difficult work, you know? So the least I could do is read about it and see how we can help if possible. Mm. Yeah. I'd love to hear kind of follow up on that. There's a a really large portion of the U S population that are, are not diagnosed with mental health illnesses and disorders. So yeah, uh, more information on that would always be useful. Yep. So I, I will bring it back. Good stuff. Sock you back. <laughs> Who'd like to go next? T-Bone, you reading anything? Uh, yeah, I'm going through a couple books. I don't like, I, I didn't really prep as far as a synopsis to give you a great deep dive into each one like Gordo did. But um, I've been going through, I, I like try to read multiple books because I try to go through like at least like, I don't know. I'll read one that if I get bored, I'll switch to another one just to kind of keep myself moving through them. Um, one I'm reading is what everybody is saying. And that's a book by an FBI, ex FBI agent about, uh, speed reading people. So reading people off of body language and how they react and just kind of different, like postures and like facial reactions and all kinds of things like that. So that's like super fascinating. Um, the next one is, black rednecks and white liberals and that book is this interesting kind of like breakdown of our history of like the foundation of america all the way through the civil war to like now and just kind of cultural trends that like transferred among like different kind of groups and areas within the u.s um and then i've had this book forever it's called the souls of black folk by w.e du bois uh, i've just always been like meaning to get through that so i just kind of started working on that over the summer and that's like a super fascinating read and then this other one I've been working on is called uh, 12 Rules for Life, an Antidote for Chaos by Jordan Peterson. And again, also just kind of an interesting kind of like fascinating book, breaking down just different ways to kind of look at life and deal with things. I'll try to, if you want, bring back more information on any of those. But I try to do like a thing where I read multiple books. And I was going to say, you can read them. three books at a time. It takes me months, but yeah. I mean, because like I said, if I get bored with it, then I'll switch to a different book. That's kind of the way I work is like if I'll read, read, read. And then if I'm just kind of getting like, hey, I'm not retaining any of this. I'm not paying attention to it. Then I'll switch it up and get to a different one. So 
I just imagine you, Tebow, and reading reading through one of your books, like reading through the Jordan Peterson one, and you're like, "This isn't about like micro expressions." Yeah. <laughs> like, just like getting connecting through different wires books. crossed. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It was like something that someone suggested, or like I kind of just read somewhere, and then I started trying to do it, and I just noticed at least I made my way through some of the books I started. You know, it was just kind of like I just always found myself starting and not finishing books. So at least this way, I've kind of kept up with more books. So. Oh yeah. Nice. nice. Yeah. You know, got to find what works, right? Yeah. Yeah. What about you, Zaddy? So first and foremost, I need to, I just, I I need to say, I don't know what my catchphrase is anymore. I forgot it. (laughs) Uh, Reading is very important. Literacy is very important, but I really struggle with reading. Like I don't like to read again. Wish I did. Really wish I did. I just don't. So I'm a big audible guy. Um, so I got a couple audible books going on right now. Um, so green light by Matthew McConaughey. It's more of just like a, um, life book just sort of talks about his experiences and things to that nature. Um, obviously my boy Barry O asked me to, to listen to his book, a promised land. So, uh, I got 29 hours of that. That's going to be a, a while. Oh, <laughs> and it's, it's basically just telling us how great we are already know he is so you know like what else is there uh and then lastly i'd say that the one book that i'm actually really excited about and, and this is something i recently got was adam grant's book think again adam grant is an organizational psychologist at the wharton school um He's done a lot of recent uh, business literature on just like, you know, how companies can grow, how to think through different uh, mindsets. And like his whole Think Again um, book is really uh, rethinking current thoughts. Um, I haven't dived into it just yet. So certainly we'll be interested in and sort of ties into what I want to talk about with you all a little bit later. So stay tuned and hopefully one day I'll be reading. But I, I think that's perfectly fine because I, I think especially now with the digital age, I, I think it's more than perfectly appropriate to use an, an, an audio version of a book. I, I think that's – and at times, like some people actually listen to audio, like an audio book, while also reading the book. So it's almost like an, a narrator mm, reading for them. And yeah. that's even more effective to get messages across. Yeah. Thank you, Prof K. Anytime. <laughs> <laughs> How about yourself? What? Oh, sure thing. Last thing I want to say is – I. I always struggle with audiobooks because I feel like I get distracted. I usually try to to almost dual purpose it. So I, I'll try to listen to an audiobook while driving, but then I'll like start zoning out. And normally when I'm reading a book, I can go like, oh shoot, I zoned out and I'll jump back a paragraph or two. But I can't really do that with an audiobook. So I always like, <laughs> with that format. See, I've, I zone out when I read a book and I'm like 40 pages in and I'm like, I've been thinking about my things I've got to get done. <laughs> Barrio, what happened? <laughs> Um, I'm starting to read um, The Amateur's Mind. It's by uh, Jeremy Silman. He's an international master for chess. Um, he uses a more Socratic method for teaching. So he tries to, he, he's, a, he's a chess coach. And so he takes like, individuals or students at different levels mm. and like, shows them different positions and gets their opinions on them and then kind of transitions them into like what the appropriate method is to kind of address different things. So. I, the main reason I targeted this book specifically was the other books I've been reading focus more so on like concrete details. Like if you're given this scenario, this is what you do. For this this position, it's more like interpreting what's going on and then deciding what the best approach is, which is very non-traditional, I feel like, for, for most like intermediate chess books. So that was like the main reason I targeted that. Um, it's a, definitely a slow read. It takes me 
a while to get through it. So I'm hoping by the end of this month, but maybe next month. We'll see. I just always found books like that, like te- like I would consider those like technical books, like oh, books yeah. on like poker, books on like, you know, just strategy type books where like, it's not bad, but yes, they're like hard to kind of get through to like, just be like, I'm going to knock out this book real quick. It's like, right. I don't know, I feel you. It's like hard to just kind of munch all that up. Yeah. And like, it's one of those things, like if, if I zone out when I'm reading it, I'm like, oh, like I, I like, literally what? got nothing from it. Like <laughs> yeah. I have to go back yeah. and yeah. that's the worst when that happens. <laughs> I feel bad. So like, I noticed all of us were more so like nonfiction. I'm just kind of curious. Is anyone like a fiction person? Like for me, if I start a fiction book, then I beast that out. But it's mainly the nonfiction is where I have to be kind of like rotating through different books. Uh-huh. Yeah, I've been that's trying I found, to find found like out. a good fiction book to get into. Um, but I'm not too sure exactly like one that I, I really want to dive into yet. Like I know Dune is coming out I think later this mm. year. Dune is um, amazing. So you I, haven't done that book? I I got the book, I think gosh, when was this? Like I think right after Christmas or maybe around then. Mm. I I think I got through the first chapter and it didn't really pull me in yet. I I'm still committed to finishing it before the movie comes out because I've heard yeah. like nonstop good things about it. Amazing. Ooh, yeah, do we, do, we do a boys uh boys book club on Dune? Oh, hell yeah. Oh, hell yeah. Oh, might, might entice me to read little, again. <laughs> got a little too hype on that chub. one. I love I loved Dune. It's such a cool <laughs> book. Okay. Yeah, I'm definitely down for that. But uh, I'll leave it up to Gordo. Put you on the spot. Yeah. I'll just uh, read the cliff notes. <laughs> you, can, watch, you can read it to movie. Sophia. <laughs> I feel like that's an appropriate uh, bedtime reading. <laughs> and as Paul Atreides escaped into the desert, you're like, wait, what did he just say? <laughs> All right. Anyone who's read Dune would get that joke. But it was funny. I, don't, I, I didn't read it, but it, it was falls, It falls on. Yeah, that's no, fine. <laughs> I think we have a mystery caller hopefully coming here in the next few minutes, but I figured I'd squeeze my segment in real quick just because it's not, <clears throat> it shouldn't take too long. It's more of a funny thing. One thing I did want to sock you back to was, did you guys, or have you guys walked through a gas station and thought yeah. about a conversation at all? <laughs> I tried to not be creepy about it. But no. <laughs> I completely forgot about it. Oh man, I, I wanted to see how much stuff was inside, but no, I didn't. What did you think, T-Bone? Man, it's a lot of food. Like, <laughs> I mean, again, like if all you're doing is eating and training, because again, the other thought when I was listening to like just kind of again going through it and just like thinking about it, I was like, yeah, man, you got to like, do you get like some kind of gym in here? Like I need something because I can't just sit here yeah. and eat all this junk because a lot of it is not good for you. Some kind of like plan. Like I don't feel like you could just yeah. attack and just yeah. like kind of wing it. Yeah, like all the sugar. Oh, and like, there's the like plan. I don't know, or like you leave with like type two diabetes. Like I don't know, it just seems. I, I, I think worth it. It's the amount. Of <laughs> I had ten dollars. I can fix it. With. Sorry, what part of the the amount of alcohol. I'm not too sure how much mm. alcohol is in a Seven Eleven, but I think a there's a lot. I, I like I feel like you'd have to like get a medical consult and be like this is the most this person can drink without dying. Yeah. <laughs> you would just be drunk at all times. <laughs> drunk or just balance it off with all the water you have to drink exactly oh and gatorades that's, that's good point. true i mean and there's pedialyte in 7-eleven so you're set that's true and advil exactly <laughs> you'd still be sober after like 20 shots you're like, i feel great <laughs> so one thing i wanted so i was going through some news articles over the weekend and krnv talked about a woman in tulsa oklahoma <laughs> who was can you guys hear me am i frozen Mm -hmm. you're good okay so tulsa oklahoma 
woman linked to crime by Cheeto residue on her teeth. <laughs> so, nice. so that title alone, I was, I was intrigued. So long story short, this lady is trying to break into a home. So she's booked for an attempted robbery. And what happens is uh, I think she's outside the window. She's trying to get in inside the home is a mom and two kids. She gets scared off by the noise, but for some reason she has a Cheeto bag and a water bottle outside the window. She's just snacking before she tries to get into this this home. And so as she's running away from the cops or from the house, the cops locate her, but they can't really put one and two together yet uh, as it relates to the crime. And so they go back to the window she was trying to sneak into and see this bag of Cheetos that's opened and a water bottle. And so they look at the bag of Cheetos that's opened. They pull some Cheeto residue off of her teeth and the DNA samples match the bag. Thus, <laughs> PC for attempted burglary. <laughs> that is awesome. <laughs> and it made me think of the little things from HBO Max. Oh, nice. Oh, I did. I did think about what we were, what you were referencing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, miniseries? <laughs> no, no, yeah, no. Denzel, remember Denzel's the little things that get you caught. Yeah, uh, baby. Could be a Cheeto bag. Yeah. Look at that circle back. I yeah, like that one. Yeah, that was yeah. a good one. Or you know, just don't rob homes too. That's. Yeah. <laughs> no, I think, the, I think the life lesson is don't bring Cheetos. Like, really. <laughs> or at least you know, prep yourself, eat food before the crime. You know, like. Yeah. Did you know, <laughs> one ounce of Cheetos or about twenty-one pieces gives you seventeen percent of your daily total fat. Isn't that crazy? One ounce. One How ounce. Many pieces? That's it. On here it says about twenty-one pieces, but th- those pieces are so tiny. Oh, twenty-one yeah. pieces. Hmm. That means like one piece is like almost one percent of your daily fat. That's crazy. Don't tell me this, Prophet. Okay, so you're talking <laughs> about eating an entire Seven Eleven with all these Cheetos. Yeah. Like <laughs> the thing is, with ten million dollars, you could get some new some new organs as well. <laughs> this is true. <laughs> I want robotics. <laughs> oh, okay. I'm uh, hearing from the back room. Oh, yep, yep. The the the. Uh... The intern's got oh. the collar. Collar on the line. Oh, wow. Yeah, okay. Hello, uh, caller 73. You're uh, live on Real Talk with the boys. Oh, hey, what's up? How's it, how's it going? Good. Uh, you want to tell us your name and where you're calling from? Uh, yeah, uh, my name is Miguelito. Uh, I'm calling from Trader Joe's Island. Awesome. How is it on the island? <laughs> the island's great. Nice and warm over here. Awesome. We love it. Well, Megalito, I'm assuming as an avid listener that you already know why you're calling, but I will explain the rules just um, just so we're on the same page here. So what's going to happen is T-Bone is going to play a mystery sound for you, and you will have three chances to guess accurately what that mystery sound is you will also receive two hints from zaddy only two and i cannot okay. promise you whether those hints will be beneficial or not <laughs> zaddy is known to be a little stingy with the hints <laughs> i want you to fail <laughs> so that, that's good to know okay okay so miguelito just so you know 
we've had, I think, maybe six or seven callers now, and we've only had two people win. So I hope you win. Zaddy yes. hopes you fails. We hope you win. <laughs> if you win, the real boys will be donating $20 to a charity of your choosing. So if you win, we will be donating $20 to a charity of your choosing. But if you lose, we will also be donating $20 to a charity of your choosing. That's, 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 that's generous of you guys. <laughs> so the moral of the story is here. We hope you join the two winner circle and not the five loser circle. Okay. <laughs> we have faith in All right, you. Well, we believe in you. What, thank you. Thank you. Let's do this. All right. Here we go. Okay. Okay. I, I feel like I, I feel like I've heard that before. Um, all right. My first guess is windshield wipers. Oh, <laughs> you win. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Good job, caller. You did it. First guess. I don't know if we've had an ace like that before. That is awesome. You should see the disappointment on Zaddy's face right now. I'm I devastated. I'm devastated. <laughs> Sorry, well, we're having a dance party over here now. <laughs> Makes it so much better. <laughs> well, congratulations, Miguelito. What charity would you like the Real Boys to donate our $20 to? Uh, I want to pick World Central Kitchen. Oh, hell yeah. Can you give World us some information? Central Kitchen. Yes, on, please. On your charity of choice. Uh, yeah. So World Central Kitchen, uh, is just an organization that, um, that mobilizes together to, um, provide, uh, meals to communities that are, um, that are, are in need, and this is typically after like natural disasters. Um, so they, for example, they mobilized together uh, in Texas from all the ice storms and stuff. Oh, so, nice. yep. Yeah, I hear uh, Jose Andres is a big fan of the boys. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Very cool. Very cool. <laughs> Well, Miguelito, we appreciate you calling. I know the the uh, the line was probably busy for some time, so we appreciate your patience. And uh, as Zaddy would say, go ahead, Zaddy. Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> Smash that subscribe button. <laughs> no one thought we were going there. This is an explicit pod, guys. So this angry. Is an so angry. <laughs> that's why we love it when you win we appreciate you calling um and thank you for being a consistent listener to our podcast for sure you got it have a good night smash that subscribe button (laughs) have a good night thank you caller Gordo, I honestly didn't know what you wanted me to say. I was like, what am I supposed to say? <laughs> you say it every You're saying, time. Yeah. <laughs> That's, it, so it's, it's natural. It's natural. You, when you yeah. prompted me, it threw me off. <laughs> well, that was I, not I, smooth. I, <laughs> <laughs>
so upset. <laughs> He's gonna he's gonna reach out to us and be like, "Is Daddy really upset?" Yeah. <laughs> he's probably uh, never even heard of our podcast, and now he's like, "Fuck Daddy." Yeah. I mean, I appreciate the twenty dollars, but <laughs> damn, this guy told me to fuck off. Uh, well, that's cool. Now we have so now we have three people who have got it right, and yeah. I think we're is it five or four people who've got it wrong. I can't remember. I know there's episode eight, so there's a total eight. (laughs) Yeah, but the first one was just Zaddy and T Bone, right? There was no mystery caller, or was there a mystery caller? No, that one just went into the annals of our vault, and that one is just doesn't count. So our first one, yeah. Okay, so our first one. There's been seven total, and I think tonight's eight. Okay, so we've had eight total. I think I think Miguelito was three, right? Yeah, so I think you're right. Three five. Okay. So there, now you can smile, Zaddy. Yeah, baby. <laughs> God, I'm a little shit, aren't yes, I? Daddy, please. <laughs> the sass coming out. It's a sass. Uh, well, Zaddy, right, Zaddy, hit us with it. Uh, <laughs> I swear I'm not this much of a piece of shit. <laughs> So I I, uh, I I wanted to share a clip with you all. Uh, I'm a big fan of the Bill Maher real time show on every Friday. HBO highly recommend. You know Bill Maher's typically more left of center, but he's really a good contrarian and pushes pushes back on um, a lot of sort sort of the the liberal stigmas. Right? He really challenges liberals to be more more uh, less liberally. <laughs> so I, I uh, just want to share a portion of his most recent episode where he's talking about um, you know just being more open minded, and we'll we'll talk about it in just a bit was Chris Harrison's turn in the barrel. He's the host of The Bachelor and is stepping away. Stepping away. (laughs) To educate himself on a more profound and productive level than ever before. Oh, good. Good. (laughs) Because all my life, I've looked up to the host of the Fuck a Stranger show. And if I thought I couldn't count on The Bachelor for moral guidance, I don't know if I could go on. And of course, he's not stepping away because he's the host of a televised snake pit where 32 female contestants are trapped in the sorority house from hell. (laughs) It's because he wouldn't throw one of them under the bus when it came to light that in college she attended a dress-up-like-we're-in-the-old-south party, which is not a type of party we should be throwing in that it winks at a civilization built on slavery, yes. But apparently in 2018, millions of people were still doing it. And mature people understand humans are continually evolving, as opposed to Wokeville, where they're always shocked we didn't emerge enlightened from the primordial ooze. What's Chris Harrison supposed to do? Build a time machine, go back to 2018, and knock the mint juleps out of their hands? Maybe while he's time traveling, he can have a word with that asshole Abraham Lincoln, who's now canceled in San Francisco, and they're thinking about it in Illinois. Yes, the land of Lincoln might cancel Lincoln. Memo to social justice warriors, when what you're doing sounds like an onion headline, stop. 
Yeah, so uh, uh, <laughs> Bill Maher, like I said, preaches the truth. I think one of the things I really wanted to highlight here is the portion where he says, you know, people are, people are evolving. And really what I, I've appreciated about our weekly sessions is that we can really have really thoughtful and honest conversations while also still being relatively lighthearted. Um And I wanted to get your guys' takes to see if there are any areas that you've sort of uh, evolved, right? Is there any area of, you know, life, politics, what have you, that you think you've evolved on? I know at least for myself, it's been on like immigration. I, you know, it's funny because I think back to like when I was a little bit younger, you know, my family's first generation, very fortunate to be Americans, but um, we were fortunate because when my dad immigrated, he immigrated for school, right? So he immigrated here and was able to get education, get his green card, get his visa and and sort of marry my mom. and, And that's how it was established. So when I was younger, I was always like, it's black and white, like, that's the process. You just get it. And, you know, as I've grown, I, I understood, you know, my my father, fortunately, had come from a, uh, a, a, a you know, a significant amount of uh, financial security from his dad and was able to fu- pay for his process here. So, you know, I, I recognize the process isn't always that easy. You know, certain people have, you know, some of the challenges that they encounter. And, and that was one of the areas that I really evolved on and, and really am, am trying to be more understanding as it relates to immigration. But I wanted to see if there was anything that you all had um, any, any evolving opinions on. I, I mean, I think that's a, a tough question, but I, I think over time for me personally, I think it's just a better understanding that, you know, even though like the concept of like, if you work hard that you'll get like great rewards. Like if you study really hard in school, if you work really hard at your, in whatever occupation you're in, you'll be rewarded either financially or um, success later on in life. But I think I have a better understanding now that that's not the case for everyone. Um, and some people are just lucky and fortunate and other people are just unlucky. and just having a better understanding of um, where that role comes into, like who should provide that support to those individuals who may be unlucky and who are given circumstances that were, and we're not as fortunate as other individuals. And I think I've kind of developed a better idea or understanding that that's where, in my opinion, the government's role is. And, you know, I think that makes me a little bit more biased in certain things, but um, I think that's where I'm slowly shifting to um, as I'm getting older. Awesome. It's been right. rapid, Prof K. It's not, it's not <laughs> slow, buddy. <laughs> Gordo, how about yourself? Any any areas that you've sort of evolved on? Or changed? Um, it doesn't need to be evolved, I feel like has some connotations. So just where your where your opinion has changed. That Zaddy's your best friend? Yeah, I get it. <laughs> that's that's remained a constant in my life. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I don't know, Zaddy. That's a, that's a that's a big question. Yeah, and we and we could certainly circle back. T Bone, do you do you have one you <laughs> want to share? Um, he used to believe in science. <laughs> no, <laughs> whatever. Um, for me, I would say over the last like few years, especially like I would say post undergrad, I've definitely listened to more things and just instead of going with one sided views. So I used to think I would say I was fairly, fairly left leaning and then just kind of listening to more things and just not just kind of taking someone's word for it, but going and listening to the full thing myself. Um, I found myself doing that more over the last few years to where instead of taking 
the talking heads opinion for it, I'll go listen to the full speech. So that's just one thing I would say that I've evolved with over the years. And that's just kind of take it for a good or a bad, but you know, at least I'm like the polar opposites of Prof K. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I follow the actual facts, you know, what we just get talking from their mouths. Yeah. They hit us with their fact opinion or, you know, fake news as we used to call it. And I go straight from the teat. And Actual. just to add on to that, I, I would say, like, <laughs> as I've gotten older, I think seeing and doing more of the research component of, of science, having a better understanding of what that research means and kind of the conclusions you, you can make from it and the conclusions that you shouldn't make from it. And I think that gave me a firmer grasp of, like, actual research articles that are kind of being published on various topics. Gordo, do you have, a, do you have some time to think? Um... <laughs> I think that as I've, uh, I think that some areas that I've changed is kind of just appreciating uh, what you have uh, a little more. Just, I think sometimes it's easy to take for granted some things, whether it's family or or uh, employment or um, just the little things, you know. Because, you know, I, I when I read stories like where distracted driving, t- um, you know, takes the life of someone or making the you know, a bad decision to, to drive under the influence, whatever the case is like, those are, those can be life changing events, you know, for everybody Facts. in the family, you know? So I think I've, I used to not think about that as much as much as far as, you know, uh, Oh, just let me answer this text or, um, you know, let me make this call. Like you, it's just, it's crazy to think how much your life and your family's life can be drastically changed forever by one mistake like that, you know, so not to put a downer on the question, but that's how I've kind of looked at things differently is the little things like that, that can have huge, huge, huge effects on not just your life, but possibly someone else's life as, you know, who's affected by your poor decision and then your immediate family as well. Yeah, absolutely. I, I, I did want to just end this segment on to one of the areas I've really appreciated as it relates to evolving and changing ideas. You know, one of the things that I've really felt is, you know, I, I've, I was born and raised in Northern Nevada and I've gotten a chance to see a lot of the changes and, you know, growing up in Northern Nevada, it was relatively more um, conservative leaning. Now it's become a little bit more um liberal leaning and and one of the things i've really enjoyed is i've gotten to cultivate just a different different uh different variety of friends right you know um it's pretty clear i am very moderate uh and uh i like to (laughs) i like to get can you please make a google of moderate But like I slang, I don't understand. (laughs) It's it's slang for always right. Um, But you know, I've I've been fortunate to have friends from both sides of the aisle and and have um, open and honest conversations. You know, just like what we do here, where it's you know fun, lighthearted, but we can really share our opinions without you know denigrating one another. You know, I you all know I'm not a big fan of Moscow Mitch, but you know when I have friends that sort of agree with him more, I can listen and understand. So I think what we're doing here and, and, you know, having those sorts of conversations really do help us evolve and have an, have a more open mind as a moderate. That's what I think. <laughs> Facts. Good segment Z. Thanks. 
All right, are we ready for like the meat of the show? Like, <laughs> let's get to let's get to it. I am so excited to talk. I've been waiting for is not that different than what the pioneers did. Hey, Fern! Gotta make the hole bigger. <laughs> I think Fern's part of an American tradition. Oh, he's gonna come right through the glass. My dad used to say, what's remembered lives. I maybe spent too much of my life just remembering. One of the things I love most about this life No final goodbye. I've met hundreds of people out here, and I don't ever say a final goodbye. Let's just say I'll I'll see you down the road, and I do. I see them again, and I can be certain in my heart I'll see you again. So this right. week the recommendation was Nomad Nomadland. Zaddy, stop talking if you're talking and you can hear me. Nomadland. I will say though, the the way that your face is frozen right now, you look great. <laughs> <laughs> it is it is very flattering. There he is. There he is. He's back. <laughs> All right, say it again. <laughs> I thought I thought my Montana experience was bad. Nevada, get you shit. <laughs> I was just saying, you know, um, I had, I had recommended this uh, movie last week. I, I had noted that it was a documentary, but it is in fact not. It's actually based off a book. Um, all in all, I really enjoyed the movie. Um, I thought it really made you think about the, the just the lifestyle. And it was definitely just a different experience than most of us would consider as a conventional life. Um, you know, I really found myself just, you know, really looking at like the whole premise of connection, individuality, and really rethinking the status quo. But yeah, all in all, I found it to be good. Um, if I was to put my um, statisticians and, and use my own charts, I'd say um, nudity. So five out of five. Um, <laughs> ma- major, you know, m- music quality and sound. Uh, didn't really pay attention to that. So five out of five. <laughs> And lastly, overall, just uh, movie movie rating, I'd say um, 4.5. So <laughs> if I did the averages, I'd say about like 4.7. Oh, shit. We're on a 10, 10 point scale, though, aren't we? Yeah. <laughs> a 9.4. All right. There we go. <laughs> no, I think it was 4.7. I think a 4.7 stands. <laughs> T-Bone, tell me about your thoughts. So I funny it's funny you say that, but I over the last year I'd actually kind of debated or played with the idea of like getting a trailer and just roaming around the U.S. because working remote it wouldn't really make a difference. Just for fun, right? To see the U.S., see some of the landmarks, and just kind of like check it out. So I'd kind of looked into this and read some articles, and they have like festivals and all this kind of stuff that like people who are like nomads just roaming around all meet up and do all this kind of stuff. Um, but yeah, I was uh, I was expecting a documentary, so I was kind of more psyched to like learn more about this like culture and lifestyle. And then it's like an art piece that was very hard to get through. I don't know. I was like, it was a little too artsy for me. And I'm into some artsy stuff, but I just couldn't. 
couldn't buy in so i don't mm. know Mine what's your like, rating if i'm being nice a four oh damn yeah out of ten it's not it's not, it's not a ba- it's not the babysitter you know i get it I, I just, <laughs> again you can get me you just got to keep me entertained but i was just kind of like i don't know it just didn't it didn't do it for me i'm sorry what did you say four seven <laughs> yeah that works i guess <laughs> what was your, you I can said say four. four. That's fine. Yeah, no, it's four. four. Right? And what was yours? Did. What was yours, Z? Did you really give it a nine point seven? Uh, nine point four. Damn. No, so Gordo, how about yourself? <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> it was. Um, it was good. I thought. Uh, I too thought it was a documentary, so I was like, God damn, these are really good cameras. But as I realized, <laughs> it wasn't a documentary. <laughs> um. No, I, it, at first, like it was t- it, the first like thirty minutes. It took me a while to to kind of grasp on, um, but once I like started to think about like putting myself in in her shoes, because you know that's a true story about the empire Empire Nevada and how mm-hmm. like to just be displaced like that in a matter of months is crazy to think about. So, you know, I'm I'm very much a, a means guy. I need to know, you know, what is my future going to look like what's my retirement looking like what's my my family how are they going to be supported so i could never do that just out of fear not that i'm knocking it because i think it's it's really cool and 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 admirable to a certain extent because i i i just knowing me like i could never just hop in a van and see what happens next you know and and that's just not me so it really kind of brought me out of my comfort zone to think about that kind of stuff because i almost got i was getting like anxiety for her at some (laughs) points we're like god where are you gonna work next you know you're crapping in a bucket right now so but because of that and it kind of brought me out of that element to think about i think the movie was good um so i i I liked it i think i'd give it a hmm, i'd go 8.2 Eight points. Yeah, it was a good movie. I liked it. Um, so when when you recommended it, Zaddy, um, I thought it was No Man Land, so I was expecting a sci-fi. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so much better. The aliens never came. <laughs> the aliens never came. I, I don't, you know, enjoy really watching trailers, especially for movies that that we recommend, uh, so so I can go into it with a clean slate. So when I um, pulled it up, I was like, oh, no man, uh, no Madland. I was like, oh, that makes more sense. But I didn't look at the genre <laughs> or anything. So I started watching it, and then I, I quickly realized, ah, this is not a sci-fi. Um, <laughs> but I will say, the story was really good. I think it was extremely compelling, and that's something that, um, like, RVing or, like, living in a vehicle is not something that I really know too much about. So I, th- I th- even though this wasn't a traditional documentary, I thought this was really informational. I think the the conflict that Fern had um, throughout the story was uh, really interesting because I think the entire time, not the entire time, but I think in big portions, like you can see populations that are trying to not live on like the traditional system where like corporate America is seen as the villain. But I, I think halfway in or maybe three fourths of the way in when she's like in need and goes to her sister for help, you can see that exchange. Like the, the sister was able to provide her financial assistance, but then the sister also mentioned that she wished Fern was around and that was her support system. So there was a back and forth. And so it's not like one person is greater than the other. Um, mm-hmm. I, but I, I think the story was definitely really complex and very emotional. Um, so I think for the story alone, easily nine out of 10. 
visuals, it was good. Um, nothing really extraordinary out of it, so I give that a seven out of ten. Audio was pretty bland. Um, nothing really <laughs> stuck out. Uh, nothing really pushed the speakers or anything. Uh, nothing. It didn't really necessarily complement the movie. There were a lot of scenes where they tried to put two soundtracks on top of each other that kind of conflicted. So I give that a five out of ten. So putting it all together, I give it a seven point five. Uh, really enjoyed. It. I think I would highly recommend. But I think people who are going to watch it um, would have a to have a base understanding of what the movie is about. Otherwise, they may be disappointed. Yeah. <laughs> Not a documentary. Let's all yeah. be very clear. <laughs> I okay, three. Are, you, are you uh, are you tracking all of our recommendations like for each movie? I am. What has the highest average so far? So I've. Uh, started with uh, episode seven, so this last one I'm gonna go back and get the other. <laughs> <laughs> so, it's not that much. <laughs> Nomadland, Nomadland, crushing it, baby. We might have to yeah, sit so down and uh, with, help with, fill in our back data with a close second of the babysitter. <laughs> <laughs> Gordo, I really thought you were gonna pull pull a zaddy and be like, I really like the movie. Four point five. <laughs> <laughs> We'll just say, like, uh, one thing I did want to just note there is I really thought they were going to smash. Like, I was like, there's so much sexual tension. Like, come on, come on, do it, do it. He, she needs it. He needs, needs it. Like, do it. So I will say the I did, the, I did not. <laughs> I wanted to see that shit. The male love interest, uh, I'm playing his name, David Strathern. Whenever I see him, I only think of the Bourne series. I, I can't see him in anything else. Mm-hmm. So when I saw him, I was like, "Are you really that guy, or is this something else?" <laughs> you trying to kill Fern? This <laughs> is out there, undercover. Before we uh, talk, Wanda, what? Who had the next res- uh, recommendation? So we kind of had a consensus from the last episode that Rai oh, the right. Last Dragon was that's like right. a have to watch. So I'm holding off on my recommendation until next week. Okay. Raya the Last Dragon, baby. Let's fucking go. That's coming out, I think, this upcoming or this next week. Yep, Friday. Friday, okay. So we're all going to stay up at 1 a.m. or 3 a.m. our time. (laughs) All right. I'm with it. Shall we? I wasn't sure with one to go with, so I just kind of picked one, and that's the one I picked, so deal with it. Can't go wrong. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I love it. It's awesome. Uh, do we just dive in? I, I mean, mean, we have to, we technically have two episodes to talk about, right? Oh, yeah, I think we're just full spoiler zone, right? Yeah. So can we – so I, I did want to just talk about last week we were making predictions. Last week the predictions for episode seven, right? So we didn't get a chance to make a prediction for episode eight. Uh, and and takeaway, we sort of balance it out where we're all right. Uh, <laughs> T-Bone was saying that um, episode seven was going to just be more of a filler episode where there wasn't going to be a lot to be had. Um, Gordo had the thought that um, Vision and Wanda were going to have a fight. I yep. agreed with Gordo. Um, Prof K, I don't think you had a recommendation. You just were like, I'm yeah, looking just, I don't remember anything. I don't, I don't remember <laughs> all of this. <laughs> I, I went back and listened and jotted these down. <laughs> I love it. Thoughts? 
Gordo, go ahead. Start this off. Well, let's. So, just to recap, um, episode seven, right? So that was last Friday's. Mm-hmm. Okay, so just to recap, so she, this is like the uh, kind of modern family spinoff take. You know, she, mm-hmm. she's looking more and more into the camera. Um, you know, she office documentary up. style. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so, um, so she's so Vision's not there yet because Vision and uh, what's the Darcy are mm-hmm. traveling back into town from the circus, and Wanda. Uh, lets the twins go with Agatha so she can kind of decompress, but then she starts kind of noticing she's losing control of things. Things are changing that she didn't want to change in the house. And then she eventually goes to Agatha's house looking for the twins, right? And then that's when Agatha has the big reveal. Mm -hmm. Okay, so thoughts there was that Agatha's song was awesome. Mm -hmm. Um. And that I had no idea who Agatha Harkness was. So did a lot of Googling and a lot of, a lot of Twitter research um, just to kind of see who she was. And so last Friday, like two days ago, Friday was a lot more helpful because <clears throat> that last line there where she's like, you know, explaining how, um, you know, Wanda, you're the Scarlet Witch. You're supposed to be just uh, like not even a real thing. You're more just kind of myth. Uh, your ability to recreate uh, an entire, you know, new setting and and all that was super helpful because it kind of just showed how Agatha. It, it almost felt like she's fearful of Wanda, you know, and like I have to stop you, or like she felt like she was the hero now, um, and Wanda was the total villain. I don't know if I've totally on board with that yet because I don't really know too much about Agatha, but um, I am so curious how they're going to tie all this into one episode. You know, like you got the post credit scene of White Vision who, from Evil what I'm reading, is so is that so what I'm reading on Twitter is that White Vision is potentially Ultron. Have you guys heard about heard that at all? But that makes sense. Yeah. I've heard potentially he's Ultron and it's just kind of it's it's gearing up for an ultimate battle between um Westview Vision against White Vision created by director Hayward who I still can't get a good read on. Um and I'm also curious what what's going on with Monica Rambo right now. Because last yeah. we saw Monica, she was getting ready to go into the basement, and Pietro, um, Pietro comes in, yeah, and just kind of stops her with that line, and then the scene ends, and then we don't see her at all this last episode. So, so my take is, yeah, is I have no idea what's going on. <laughs> so you're you're on my right, my uh, my uh, uh, suggestion. <laughs> so I'm my question for you guys is, do you think Vision is Vision? Because you, saw, you like saw like the Westview vision um, because you saw the Mind Stone energy entered Wanda. And then when you saw what she created and exited her, was that, do you think that was part of like Vision's essence? So actually Vision is who, you know, like he could become, like, could he come back? Do you see what I'm saying? I guess that's what I'm trying to get at. I think potentially because in, in um, was Infinity War when they were trying to take the Mind Stone out. Um, I forget the sister's name, but they were saying basically that, or maybe it was 
Mark Ruffles' character where they were saying um, there may be enough left of him like that's not connected with the Mind Stone. So mm-hmm. I, I don't think I think they they can be mutually exclusive. Like Vision can be Vision without the Mind Stone potentially based off of kind of the information. But this Vision was made opinion. from scratch though. It wasn't like his old body because she left his old body, and I'm thinking that's what they turned into the second Vision. Yeah, um, this one she created him from scratch. Like you saw the energy leave her body, and then she like created Vision. And he is vision because he has all his powers and everything. So I'm just kind of curious, like, I mean, we won't know right until we see what happens, but like, that was the question that I was posed watching that, like that I took away was like, is that him? Is that his essence? Like, can he now be like back knowing again that this chaos magic can create stuff like, Oh, also as soon as I heard chaos magic thought of T-Bone. <laughs> <laughs> this is chaos magic. Can I just say it's a fuck. <laughs> Episode title. Episode title. Dot, dot, dot. Fuck! <laughs> um, you know, for episode seven, you know, the joke between us three or four when we were talking um, was that at the very end of episode four, when Agnes Hartley reveals herself, I just was like, fuck this! And it was 100% spot on. Like, I was devastated. Um, episode seven, I really found, like, it, it, it started giving us more questions than answers also if i was darcy i would have just driven through those people like let's just be yeah. real like <laughs> we would have not stopped at the red light we would have just driven her in the grass i don't know sorry that was just my thought um i feel you origin matters like yeah it's like, just kind of going on something's going on yeah uh but i also like the fact that they're giving us spoilers now in episode seven and eight they've conditioned us and mm. they teased us and now they're like we're back baby yeah. uh so i i that was the one thing so you know going from episode seven where you know it really paints the picture of you know she was not involved she wasn't really controlling everything the entire time she was projecting all of it but um agatha had some control when we get into episode eight i really felt like that was where t-bone's prediction came true like it was very much more of like this is a filler episode answering a lot of questions um going a lot of backstory without going a lot of like upcoming stuff the thing i didn't understand was you know when we see that flashback of wanda touching the mind stone because she's touching the soul stone right because the is it the Mind Stone? No, or is it's it the, the Mind Stone. Okay. That was what was in the staff. I needed to watch the movies. I, I was like, what? I thought these are two separate stones. Okay. <laughs> that makes way more sense. So a part of the Mind Stone did become a part of her in that instance. And that's what made her that much more powerful. And that, in essence, what helped her create vision. That's when she became Scarlet Witch, essentially, yeah. right, T-Bone? Yeah. yeah, so my understanding is that, like, ideally this power was, like, it's her, it's her, like, latent power that was awakened. So the Mind Stone really just more so, like, awakened her full potential would be my understanding. But we'll have to kind of see now that, like, that energy has left her. Again, like, I don't know if that's energy or is that vision, like, his essence, you know? I, I think so. you're right, T-Bone, because in the, like, I think it was the first Avengers movie... I think they specifically said, I think Loki specifically said the Mind Stone enhances you and it just makes you more of who you are. Mm. Um, And then what else? My mind just blanks. So I'm going to just ramble on a little bit. But (laughs) when we were at that part where you see the Mind Stone become a part of her, is that vision Loki or who is that person that she sees off in the distance? Right. I think that's the the Scarlet Witch. Do you? I thought I saw Loki. Like I saw the horns. Well, I was like, yeah, the horns is her traditional Scarlet Witch costume. Oh, okay, okay. 
Yeah. That's, that's what, what she wore for the Halloween episode. Yeah. yeah. Gotcha. Oh, yeah. But ideally, I'm assuming the one that they're going to have her like wear is going to be way more badass. Probably. Yeah. It has yeah. to be. Yeah. I do be. like how they modernize the costume, like an end game with Iron Man's costume. Like that mm-hmm. was his original costume or original armor. Yeah. They made it look amazing. Right. Yeah. Well, and even too, when you go back to like the Avenger movies, like you see Wanda using her like magic with Vision Stone, you know? Do you remember that? I feel like it might be Infinity War. I have to watch some movies. Because like he's like sitting there because they can feel something's going on because the aliens have come and attacked New York. And she's like using her powers on his like stone. I don't know. Again, like I'm just like, that's why I'm questioning like, is it just the Mind Stone or is it Vision that's also all up in there? And I mean, we'll find out, I guess. But yeah. Again, also, like you said, where's Monica? Like, that was the question I had, too. I was like, she just, she got, like, some powers. Is she a witch, too? We don't know. Now she's, like, what, hidden somewhere? Like, is Pietro still around? What's up? Did we uh, give some uh, theories for the series finale? Monzati, start us off. Here, here's the spoiler. Any, any, or here's my uh, prediction. We're all wrong. We're all wrong. <laughs> Whatever we say, they're gonna go in the exact opposite direction. Uh, they're not gonna answer any freaking questions. But I'm looking forward to episode nine and hopefully being a full hour. Okay, and there better be a yeah. teaser at the end. Let's, we'll, <laughs> Those we'll, are my predictions. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll make it easy. Do we see? Doctor Strange, this last episode, yes or no? No. T-Bone? Yes, somebody. I don't know about Strange, but somebody. I think we're seeing somebody. Gordo, what do you think? Um, I want to I want to say yes, but I also feel like it's so obvious that Marvel would be like, you idiots. <laughs> I, I mean, I will say that I, I haven't been really looking into stuff outside of watching the episode, so I wouldn't know that he would be a part of it beyond, like, uh, our, our conversation so I'm going to say maybe yes because of that like the average person I don't know if would actually be looking into this I have read that on Twitter everyone's saying everyone should watch Age of Ultron before you watch the final episode ooh mm-hmm. just as a refresher yeah again it wouldn't that- be that far fetched for Ultron to have hidden himself somewhere in the internet right was Ultron in, Ultron was not was Ultron a Nexus being what do you mean? Was he? You know how Wanda was was identified as a Nexus being, like her ability to to travel from one multiverse to the next. Um, I don't know. I mean, I would want to say yes, just because he ideally can create. He's like such a super intelligence that he can create basically a superhero. So I couldn't see why he wouldn't have that kind of like next level ability. Um, that was one thing I also never really kind of got with the, like, again, maybe I need to watch Age of Ultron again to really kind of understand because Ultron was like a split of Jarvis and then escaped, created his own little robot body and then made the perfect body, which then Vision took and Vision was basically Jarvis. So, I don't know. This is my answer. Yeah, I don't know either. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm super excited for the last episode. I'm also um, hoping like some bigger baddie comes out instead of like Agatha, like, you know, like what's his name? The evil dude from Doctor Strange, the guy who wants to break into our universe. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. What's like I'm hoping it's really that she's like his kind of punk. Because like you saw, like she's getting her powers from somewhere too. Like you saw her just basically right. kill that whole coven and her mom. So there's, like, so I, I'm looking at a, um, it's called Marvel DC Nerds and they referenced a quote from Doctor Strange in the comics. Mm-hmm. Prof K, can I read it? 
You can take your headphones off if you want. Oh, what did you say? I'm sorry, cut out. We're going to have a spoiler. So I don't don't know if it's all. You need to take your headphones off because you'll still hear us even if you put yourself on mute. Um, It's not a spoiler. Okay, go ahead. Okay, so safe space. (laughs) So Z, I was Z, I was just saying Doctor Strange has a quote from the comics earlier. Um and and so it says so this is Doctor Strange speaking. It says it means reality controls her, imagination becomes the enemy, structure disappears. Reality eventually, as she knows it, starts to slip away, elude her, elude her, and blur. Drama, conflict, tragedy—they become excuses to change the world to fit the image that she has for it. Anything she doesn't like, she can change, no matter how slight. People, places, things—everything is hers to change. But every time she does that, every time she gives in to her desires, no matter how noble they may be, a little more of her slips away. She loses herself, her reason, but she struggles quietly every day to keep it in check, to keep it all together. For a person of strong mind and body, for a person of pure spirit, the task of coping with these powers would be all consuming. Shit. Yeah. That's deep. Yeah. Yeah. No, sounds about right for uh, episode like, nine is going to be wild. That, that's you know what? That's power. my prediction. It's going to be wild. It's <laughs> what's Donnie's tweet. It's let, be there. It's going to be wild. <laughs> Hopefully no insurrection. Let's let's hope. I'm back. All right. Let's see what we got. Let's see what we got. All right. You guys ready to get into my uh, conspiracy corner this week? Be more yeah yeah thank you be more excited oh. <laughs> <laughs> all right sorry i know i messed that up uh where is it So what I wanted to talk about was weather modification with everything happening in Texas. You know, my alternative sources of news and information suggested maybe it wasn't a fluke. Maybe it was by design. So I'm going to pull some uh, references from way back in the day of government talking about wanting to do this capability. And then I have more of a current news story that kind of talks more deep into the subject. We shall propose further cooperative efforts between all the nations in weather prediction and eventually in weather control. We- so that was JFK back in 61, talking to the United Nations, talking about how all of the uni- uh, nations of the world needed to come together to work on weather control. And now, I don't know the exact year of this clip, but it's fairly recent, and we have Miyachu Kaku. Is that how you say his name? I'm probably totally butchering. Yep, thank you. Uh, He's talking about exactly this weather modification. Chains yesterday, and now we're learning that scientists and researchers are looking at how to change the weather on purpose. That's right. Lasers now could one day manipulate rain and lightning. CBS This Morning contributor Michio Kaku is a physics professor at City College of New York. Professor, nice to see you. Extraordinary seeing Al Gore and Bill Clinton there together with Charlie, wasn't it? That's right, yeah. Yeah, they did not get into this discussion, though. (laughs) But it is fascinating. I mean, lasers, really, to change the weather? That's right. 
right. Well, as Mark Twain once famously said, everyone complains about the weather, but no one ever does anything about it. Well, instead of doing a rain dance, we physicists are firing trillion watt lasers into the sky to actually precipitate rain clouds and actually bring down lightning bolts. This is potentially a game changer. But this is experimental. It's experimental. However, in the laboratory so far, it works. When you have water vapor and you have dust particles or ice crystals, you can precipitate rain. It condenses around the seeds. These seeds can also be created by laser beams. By firing trillion watt lasers, you rip apart the electrons, creating what are called ions. And these ions act like seeds, like dust particles, bringing down rain and even lightning. Go ahead. Well, I, I, this is fascinates me in part because, too, I remember reading the stories that China had used this during the Olympics, that the USSR had used this after Chernobyl to create rain clouds. I mean, w did those really work then? We have some of these capabilities now? Inconclusive. Even in the 60s, the CIA used this to uh, bring down monsoons during the Vietnam War to wash out the Viet Cong. Governments have been playing with, with this to. thing. Alleged to. Alleged to, right. Yeah. Now, we realize that for decades now, these governments have been alleged to have experimented with weather control, but nothing conclusive. This time we're bringing in the laws of physics rather than simply uh, waving our hands and uttering mumbo jumbo. <laughs> we're actually using trillion watt lasers now. And in the laboratory, sure enough, they precipitate rain out of water vapor. Sure enough, you can actually bring down electricity down the, down the beam. So what does it mean for drought areas that, that need to have rain for crops, and if they don't have them, uh, there's in the consequences of famine? Well, the bad news is, if it's a clear blue sky, it's not going to do anything at all, because it only takes water vapor that's already in the air and condenses it. However, for floods, for agriculture, for farmers, for people planning wedding parties, uh, football <laughs> games, you name it, outdoor events and agriculture and flooding and even hurricanes, all of them could be subject to weather modification. Incredibly interesting, Professor Micho. So I'm just saying, before Texas was hit with that whole thing, there was a weather storm moving in. So they had the primed uh, area to be shooting these lasers into the, into the clouds. Or so. could we say that maybe they use a weather machine and they use it by accident and it went haywire and then it started snowing like crazy. I think they made a movie about this. It was the ultimate Christmas present. <laughs> I'm doing, it was a joke. <laughs> oh, I was like, is that an actual movie? It, it is a movie. Oh. It's, it's, uh, the day after tomorrow? <laughs> yeah. I was like, I wouldn't have lasers it. though. I think it's a Disney Christmas movie or mm -hmm. holiday movie where there's like a, Santa throws away a machine or something, but it causes snow and it makes it like like all havoc and, and whatever. Nice. But anyway, yeah. Um, that's a, that's really interesting. I, Michio Kaku, I know he's definitely very much like a futurist where like a lot of the things that he talks about is like very theoretical, loosely based on like current science, but a really smart guy. So, Well, just hearing him talk about too, the CIA you know, with like monsoons in Vietnam, just kind of digging more into that. Like there's rumblings or like theories about that kind of stuff. Same thing with Chernobyl and, you know, Russia at the time trying to create clouds to like deal with that, uh, radioactive aftermath, I guess we could call it. Um, so it's just kind of interesting when you dig into it. It just, I don't know. It just seems to kind of like, again, from JFK 60s to now there's kind of seems to be just hints here along there and then now it's kind of more getting into like actual science or they're having like laboratory tests but I've just always kind of been under the opinion too that our military's science and 
technology is always light years ahead of where we're at. So, so T-Bone, is the conspiracy theory here that we do have lasers that work and we used it on Texas, or what's the conspiracy here? Yeah, so the conspiracy theory is that we have weather controlling machines and earthquake making machines and things like Haiti were maybe not natural disasters. And Texas was not a natural disaster. This is a liberal coup. Well, I don't know about a liberal coup, just more so like testing the, you know, the, their machines and being like, Oh, that worked a little too well. Well, good to Mm. know, you know, Mm. like they were testing it up in the Northern parts of our country and then you know it's like oh we made a little bit too much of an ice storm (laughs) right it's supposed to be global warming right it's supposed to be global warming no one's supposed to be snow anymore and now Uh, it's global cooling i don't know what's happening i don't know i think they take averages but i don't know it's it's extreme weather events it's a climate crisis not yeah a climate crisis a crisis of lies <laughs> T-Bone, you lost me on this conspiracy theory. It's fine. I just I saw Geostorm. I saw Geostorm. <laughs> it is a shitty movie. Yeah, when's the rock coming? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, oop. yeah, so that's just kind of again, I wanted to bring something different that we haven't talked about before because we've talked about like aliens and world globalist cabal of communists trying to ruin our life and noah and and giants so now we're talking weather modification so so would you say would you say this may be the jewish space laser that marjorie taylor green's talking about (laughs) (laughs) no so the laser that she's talking about is an actual sunray collecting device that then beams energy back to the earth which is also again well yeah like that laser heated up the the climate of California to cause these fires well, and no, it cooled like down a, the climate a beam of, of energy actually cause. shot the ground and that's what lit the fire hey, I'm, I'm fighting for your cause baby just take it <laughs> yeah, well no I just want to make sure we get our you know words matter so we just make sure we, get, we explain it right <laughs> We need facts, Zaddy. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> so, but yeah, again, just bringing something different. Who knows what you get next week? Maybe more crazy tech. I also, again, this kind of goes along with the lines of that heart attack gun we talked about, you know, just mm. expand your minds, learn something new. And say, what if? Exactly. Oh, you're getting it. <laughs> and make you laugh. If you're laughing, you're learning. That's a, we're gonna, I'm gonna tell you where that comes from eventually. So, we'll have to get into that one day. Do we have a song to play us out today? Do we want to do another Daft Punk for our Daft Punk homies? Do we want to change up the yeah. vibe for something else? I think. No. I think. Uh, I just did want to say, you know, you know, we always do our well wishes and prayers. You know, we hit, we did hit five hundred thousand in the U.S. However, there is light at the end of the tunnel. We are doing well with vaccinations. Johnson and Johnson, which is more of a traditional vaccine, has been approved by the FDA. So if we have the option, get the vaccination. The sooner we all do it, the sooner we can all get back outside. Sooner we can go to brunch. But don't feel any pressure to uh, to not get vaccinated or to get vaccinated. You know, do it if you feel like doing it. I went to brunch today. 
no, you know, no problems. So was, you know, everything Feel was the good. Take the vaccine. Good. There are take other people the who need it more than me, so they can have my spot gladly. And you know, just if you. Take it if you feel like it. Play us out, T-Bone. Play us out, Well, none of you gave me a song, so you brought me into your conversation and I got involved. <laughs> I, I think Daft Punk is a good idea. Otherwise, I think I saw Papyrus pop up there with, from the SNL skit. I'm okay with that as well. Ryan Gosling can't is, do anything but... wrong. Well, he can do something's wrong, obviously, but anyway. <laughs> Yeah. So, anyways, thoughts, uh, thoughts and prayers, Tiger Woods. Oh yes, Ooh. yes. Rough crash, rough crash. Yeah, bad, bad. Hang in there, Tiger. Wow. long is this intro it's a pretty long uh it's a long <laughs> intro i'm trying to figure out some other stuff at the moment just feel it you just gotta feel it Thank you for tuning in to us today. Um, we love all our listeners. Get vaccinated. Smash that subscribe button. Take care of yourselves. Do whatever you need to for yourselves. All right. Well, not RIP, bad, tough, that punk, but you know, we lost heroes. So.